Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up, you guys, Sean Mossap for the Fightful.com podcast, August 29th, our second podcast today. If you all didn't get to check it out earlier, I did a show with Showdown Joe uh, covering the UFC on Fox show from Saturday, as well as talking a little bit about Bo Dallas and our weekend experiences. I am joined by Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes. First time in a couple of weeks we've been able to see you, Rob. Yeah, that's true. And what a sight you get. I'm all disheveled. I'm tired. I was traveling all last week, so I couldn't be on the show, and I haven't fully recovered from it yet. Um, we did 26,000 views our last episode together, Sean. Did Jeff surpass that one? Maybe he did if you combine the Tuesday show that he did right after that and then the two shows that he did with me last week. Maybe he did that. We... We are doing very well with our numbers this month, though. Moral moral of this story, we can officially put to rest the old Monday versus Tuesday show ratings report. I will say that you did not beat Jeff last week. That's true, because extenuating circumstances, Sean. We got some stuff to talk about. I'm kind of letting the, the, the show populate a little bit. We're going to have a lot of live viewers tonight. And I feel like it would be incorrect to, to lead with anything other than what ended raw. It feels almost disrespectful, but there's there's a lot of stuff going on, which we'll get to. But I guess we can get right to it. Kevin Owens, WWE Universal Champion, Triple H returned. Lots of big things happened in this, this four-way elimination match, also featuring Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Big Cass. What are your initial thoughts of Kevin Owens being the WWE Universal Champion? Yeah, I I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of wondering if they were going to go with Big Cass right now. It seemed like he was like the interesting kind of wild card there in this match. And would Vince McMahon be so crazy as to give him the championship? Basically, because who you know they didn't know what they were doing a week ago. You know, Finn Balor got hurt. What were they going to do? Let's throw a Big Cass in there. Maybe we'll we'll pop some surprises there, but. I, I thought Kevin Owens was winning going in. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I certainly didn't expect Triple H to come back to be the cause of it. 
Um, but the end result is there. Kevin Owens is the world champion of Raw, and he will likely be main eventing the pay-per-view coming up at the end of, at the end of September here, this night of champions, this clash of champions. Uh, so there you go. You have Dean Ambrose main eventing a pay-per-view in September, Kevin Owens main eventing a pay-per-view in September, it is quite the time in WWE, but the match itself was great. I mean, the, the match was super cool. I could not believe that it's been since WrestleMania since we tr- saw Triple H. I thought he was on one show here or there at some point, but no. I mean, going back, he wasn't on the show. It's just because he's all over NXT in the Cruiserweight Classic that we've seen him over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but it was quite the way to end the show. And I got to believe there's going to be a lot of hype going into next week's episode of Raw after this show. Hell, the hype going into tomorrow. You got the Daniel Bryan Miz follow up, plus you got Kevin Owens winning the world title. WWE TV, you got to catch Tuesday and Monday nights, and the next two episodes of WWE TV are going to be something because who knows what's going to happen on Raw now? Who knows what's going to be Kevin Owens' next challenge? Is it going to be Seth Rollins? Is Seth going to Triple H? Dare I say Triple H may wrestle at this Night of Champions pay per view to give it a boost a little bit? Who knows? A lot of questions. We'll get answers here coming up, but uh, this show was. The show was fun. It was definitely anchored by that main event. Yeah, guys, if you don't mind, share the podcast, the Fightful.com podcast link on Twitter, Facebook, anything like that. Let people know we're here talking about the show. Kevin Owens winning the Universal Championship. I said before, like as the match went on, Roman Reigns looked like a man who was preparing himself to get booed out of a building. That wasn't necessarily the case. This is one of the... I don't want to say universally praised because nothing's universally praised in wrestling, but nice this is—it <laughs> was—it wasn't even intentional. Yeah, I know because you're not this, that good. I guess not. This was, I thought, the most interesting call they could have made. Which I mean, cast could have been interesting, but you're really limited in kind of what direction that goes there as far as handcuffing yourself for a main event that's going going to deliver. Kevin Owens can deliver with almost everybody on the roster, and the people like him, people care about him, and the people you know. I, th- I think that Seth Rollins may not have gotten that a, a lot of backlash, especially if he sat next to Roman Reigns. I love the match, though. I thought it was really good. As Grant Akuma mentioned on Twitter, Big Cass got the Umaga Elimination Chamber elimination. Like he got beat up by a bunch of people, and then a frog splash eliminated him. I am glad that. They used that, and they did this on a, a couple times on the show. They used spots that have needed to be finishes in the past as finishes. I was very glad to see that. No, this big yeah. cast. Let's talk about all four guys, right? I mean, Roman Reigns was Roman Reigns. He was really good. Uh, yeah. Everyone was great in this match, but big cast certainly, maybe not surprised, but impressed those who uh, may not have been impressed by big cast's single run when Enzo was hurt. Big cast held his own. I mean, he held his own perfectly well, and. You know, it's a four-way. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You can do different things. Uh, I don't think he's ready for a big 20-minute singles match right now, but he's certainly getting closer, and doing these kinds of matches will only help him get there. So I thought it was an excellent idea to put Cass in there. It basically immediately let the crowd know that, hey, Big Cass is an important part of Raw. Yeah, he might be in this tag team. Yeah, they might not be winning as a tag team, but Big Cass is a main event player, and you build that up, Enzo's going to be there, right? Enzo ain't dropping down anytime soon he can talk his way up the ladder big cast is the one that you kind of got to get up on that level and they certainly did that tonight big cast did I have, his part. I have to say knowing that enzo was not going to be a real part of this 
I felt really comfortable with him coming out there as like a manager type. And he looked that that is, you know, that's always his, that's his floor. That's his worst case scenario is being a really good manager. So he has that to fall back on. And yeah, to tell you the truth, I think his floor is where he's at right now. I think being a manager, solely a manager is actually a step up for Enzo because he can focus on doing uh, what he's really good at, and he can put another talent over. I think for the product, I, you know, Enzo's not good. He's not good in the ring. This tag team is only going to go so far. They're not going to be a Hardy's level draw as a tag team. Uh, but big cast with Enzo as the manager could be a pretty big main event player in the singles run. Indeed. Um, yeah, Roman Reigns was excellent per usual. Seth Rollins good. Kevin Owens, good. I, I like I said, I like that they used that frog splash to pin somebody. Yeah, I think that's that's good. I'm glad they did that. And maybe you know, establishing some of these moves a little more. Well, we've seen him do it. We've seen him do it this year with AJ Styles. Uh, ignore the Styles Clash. Get two other moves over as a big finish: the forearm, the leg lock, the calf crusher. So those two moves right there are established true finishers for AJ Styles. Everyone knew the Styles Clash coming in. They know what the Styles Clash can do. He's got three legitimate finishers now when he entered WWE with one. So you can do this. You can do setting up the new finishers. Uh, You just got to find a way to do it. You got to win matches with it. Win with the non-established finisher. When the finisher is close to established, ignore it for a couple of weeks and get some stuff over. I love this match. It was great. I thought it was fantastic. I think it's what wrestling wrestling is about. I didn't know who was going to win. I mean, even the Triple H stuff. You know, I'm seeing on the timeline already. Uh, You can follow the old at at Shake Them Ropes Twitter handle right there, the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes. I am seeing it in my Twitter handle right now. I'm seeing people, you know, I, I really am glad that Kevin Owens won, but I wish he didn't need Triple H's help. And, like, he didn't need Triple H's help. He was going to win anyway. This guy was going to win but he's going to certainly take a shortcut. And that's what Kevin Owens does, right? He'll win matches by himself. We saw that with John Cena, but when a shortcut is necessary, Hey, he's not going to turn it away. Yeah. This match, like I said, it was a lot of what I love about pro wrestling. It was unpredictable. It was a good match. It was fun. There were people I was cheering for people. I was rooting against. Uh, There was a surprise. There were many surprises, but triple H returning was a big surprise. Didn't see that coming. Do you think that this happened? Do you think this would have happened? Or not been injured? Would Triple H be back right now? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think it would have been back. I, I think it fits into this. Now, would they have done Seth versus Triple H at some point? Probably. I don't know if it would have been this week. And we don't know. It could have been. Uh, it could have been the plan all along and Finn Balor maybe going on to someone else. Uh, so this could have been what Seth Rollins was always scheduled for no matter what. And if so, it certainly makes sense that he wouldn't become the champion right now because uh, you can keep that story separate without the title like they were going to. Uh, right now, the one who's really changed by it, obviously, is Kevin Owens. What Kevin Owens was going to do is pretty largely different now uh, that he is the champion. Um, but I, I think it's super cool. I, I think it's super cool. Not even If you don't even know the history of Kevin Owens, if you're not a fan of Kevin Owens from the Ring of Honor days or from previously, this guy has shown you that he can carry a brand and carry a show entertainment-wise on Raw for the last year and a half. This guy has been their MVP for a good portion of the last year and a half, and now he's getting a chance to run with the championship. For how long that is, we don't know. 
Um, but Kevin Owens going into the end of September, at least as the champion, is a pretty, a pretty cool deal for me and a pretty big deal for Raw. Who do you think his first program is with as champion? That's a good question right now because I would say Roman Reigns uh, just because he's in there. I think Seth is going to do something else, whether it's with Triple H or a Triple H uh, you know, proxy. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he had the thing going on with Kevin, uh, with Chris Jericho a little bit. And, you know, the rumors were out there that Chris Jericho was going to be involved uh, in the title program with possibly Kevin Owens and Finn Balor in some type of three-way. But I, I think everything is off the table right now, or everything's on the table uh, with Kevin Owens. But I, I would say Roman Reigns, if we had to guess one person right now, Roman Reigns seems the most likely fit uh, to be Kevin Owens' next opponent. You know, it was interesting. After not really mentioning him for several weeks, Kevin Owens mentioned Sami Zayn tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't that just be Sami Zayn's thing? He happened. It happened with the uh, with the Intercontinental Championship. It happened with the WWE Championship. Uh, just you know, when they were making this vacant one, Sami Zayn could backdoor his way into another another championship opportunity by not winning anything. That would be the same yeah. Zayn story of 2016. Well, he did, he, he did. doesn't deserve any of this. He beat Kevin Owens in their last match. So, so he could he could have that argument that he did beat a month, Kevin Owens a month sure. ago. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. UFC fighters earn title shots from fights that uh, Nick Diaz is being talked about for a title fight, which he doesn't deserve. He hasn't won a fight in five years. Well, five years. I mean, we're, I thought we were talking about WWE here, not some worked sport. Some worked sport that is pretty soon <laughs> possibly leading to you. I, I don't want to say digesting a hat because it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for you. For those of you maybe catching the show for the first time, Rob has pledged to eat a hat if CM Punk ever actually fights in the UFC. Now, our own Steve Muehlhausen was at CM Punk's media day today. Did, did you happen to stream CM Punk's first practice live on Fightful.com, Rob? Um, no. I mean, I learned my lesson for the final time when I was following the John Jones-Daniel Cormier buildup to Las Vegas. And then guess what happened? That fight didn't happen. Um, I'm not going to watch any of the press for a fight that I know is not going to happen. Interesting. Well, that, that fight is supposedly, supposedly just under two weeks away. Now... If one of our readers were to break into your home, where do you live? Oh, yeah. Like that's an answer you're going to get. And were to go through your browser history, perhaps your Google. like Wouldn't be good right now. Wouldn't be good. And right. he, give, me, give me one minute to do some deleting. They, they, typed, they type in the letter W, and your Google just automatically goes, what kind of hats won't make me die if I eat them? Um, I don't know, but you got me thinking. What would e. my W be? You clicked the edible hats. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I might well my first W that comes up, I might be able to tell you about in two weeks. I don't know. We'll see. You type the I is a cheese hat really made of cheese. Uh, I know your tricks. No, I know your tricks. Oh, hat stuff comes up. No, uh, if I ask on Google, do you do hat stuff? What do you think comes up? Mm. I don't know. You've got a lot of hats, dude. Do I? A lot of hats. You do. Kind of like me. I wear a lot of hats at Fightful.com. <laughs> Either way, yeah. 
Either way, people mm-hmm. keep people keep asking me, is he going to eat the hat on the FIFO podcast? No, he will be eating the hat on the Shake Them Ropes podcast. But what I will do is I will screenshot him about to eat the hat as a teaser just to let you all see what's going to go on. And then I will link to his podcast for sure. Here's something interesting somebody asked. Do you think this leads to a Triple H NXT invasion? No. Next. What do you think that the look that we already have an Foley NXT va- we already have an NXT invasion coming Yes, up. we do. We got Johnny Gargano coming in. We got Tommaso Ciampa coming in. We got all these guys coming in. We got uh, Cedric Alexander. I, I don't know. Not all these guys are NXT. They're the Cruiserweight Classic guys. Um, but we are already having an invasion. Uh, we don't need Triple H bringing in NXT. I mean, Kevin Owens hasn't been in NXT for what two years? I mean, about a year and a half. Yeah, we don't. We're not getting that. It's it's not something that's about to happen. We're getting Triple H and Seth Rollins, the match that we probably should have gotten last year at WrestleMania. Uh, we're we're going to get probably next year at WrestleMania unless they can't wait to do it. Maybe they do it at Night of Champions. Again, Clash of Champions, whatever they're calling it. Maybe they do it this year. Maybe they do it at Survivor Series. Uh, but I can see that being a WrestleMania match and a big one. The question I have for you is we're still on this main event, and really this whole show should be about the main event and take questions. I- I'm not booking the thing, yes. but that's what I would do because there was nothing else on Raw we really have to talk about. Maybe Dana Brooke because Dana Brooke's, Brooke's the best of all time. Um, but let, let, no, Let's talk about Dana Brooke, hold on, and let's once, talk about Amber Gallows going we will, frigging crazy. We will. One moment. One moment. Because this is a very important question, and we haven't talked about it yet. Is Kevin Owens a heel or is Kevin Owens a babyface? And where is Kevin Owens? I don't know. Did Triple is Triple H the babyface coming in, helping Kevin Owens win, and now Kevin Owens is the the man to beat? Is Seth Rollins going to be a whiny baby still, or is Seth Rollins going to be like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I don't need anyone else. I'm doing it on my own. Because I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, the crowd may favor Kevin Owens a little bit more than Seth Rollins. Yes, they, I think they will. And the one funny thing about this is the solid babyface, quote-unquote, is a guy who gets booed more than any of the four involved. Yeah, so that's, I, that's yeah. Where we are. and Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns hasn't done anything lately to deserve that. Ever since coming back from suspension, he's been quiet. Yes, he's been in important matches, but he's also been quiet and just done his ass-kicking stuff. So that's just you know reputation and whatnot, and that'll slowly fade away. Uh, yeah, Roman Reigns has been fine. Uh, Rusev, where Rusev has gone, is very interesting uh, because Rusev is just, you know... On Superstars beating Jack Swagger, yeah. so he has come full circle. It, it, it's very funny because he was so important for such a long time to what? Get a no contest with Roman Reigns? I mean, what, what's going on here? And then he's just back on Superstars. And we might see him next week. You know? You, know, you know what's interesting? Or maybe not interesting. I think it's interesting. They put all those SummerSlam highlight videos on YouTube. And I did yeah. the rankings and all that stuff. They completely omitted Rusev and Roman Reigns' little thing. They had Rusev's backstage interview, but no, nothing for the match. Every other match had something. Uh, speaking of, we'll talk a little bit about the rest of Raw. Braun Strowman, Nia Jax squashed a couple of people. That is what it was. Jericho and Neville had a match that really didn't matter that much. Chris Jericho wins by submission. Bailey backstage segment with the New Day. Bailey has been successfully sexualized more in her two weeks in WWE than all time in NXT. I don't feel either one way or another about that, but just saying her gyrating her hips is going to be gifed a million times. A million times. We have Dana Brooke with this association with Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. And the real story here 
I hope Dana Brooke becomes their full-time manager because Amber Gallows went guano crazy on Twitter and tried to pretend it was a work, called her Miss Piggy, called Dana Brooke Miss Piggy, called her trash, called her a bitch, all this stuff, then tried to pretend it was a work. And somebody said some, they couldn't some have brought work. Her. Yeah, somebody said they couldn't have brought in Amber Gallows, and she said, I have bigger things in the mix. Bigger than WWE. Well, no. Maybe I she's going to fight CM Punk. WWE doesn't want her. They've had plenty of opportunities to get her. They don't want her, and that's not the issue here. The issue is, LOL, LMAO, if you think that Luke or Amber haven't been with other people since getting together, that ain't the issue. All right? That ain't the issue. She ain't on TV. She's jealous. And now this guy that she's with is partnered up with some other girl. Is she upset? Yep. Maybe. Was she was she trying to work in it? What? what? You think you're going to get hired and get a battle with Dana Brooke out of this? Be real. It, this is such a, a weird, like, non-story. Just something to laugh at for a minute. But yeah. it's a non-story. By the way, guys, I'll have those tweets up on Fightful.com. Even though she deleted them, those will be up in the morning. Also, uh, go to Fightful.com. Some of you watch their YouTube uh, people always ask which is the better way to watch it. For us, uh, the Fightful.com page. Go there, register, and you get access to our forums, exclusive stories. Brandon Howard has a new exclusive coming tomorrow about his experience at SummerSlam. Alex Pawlowski took a look at – let me see if I can get this this title down. Um, it was a look at Matt Hardy's zoo animals. Okay. Yep. Rob. It was – bear with me. Bear with me. While you're while you're looking that up, a tour a tour through broken Matt Hardy's exotic menagerie of reincarnated historical luminaries. Okay, sure. Matt Hardy loved it, by the way. Also, we have an exclusive under our exclusive section. uh, Daniel Cormier talking about the SummerSlam finish and what Brock Lesnar is really good at. We have our columns from Vince Russo, Showdown Joe, myself. Lots of stuff there under our MMA and wrestling exclusive section. Go there, register. It's very important to our success that you register. Use the forums. We're still populating them, getting them a little busier, but Fightful.com, you guys. Also, if you like this podcast, check out Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Rob's on there. Jeff, our Tuesday co-host after SmackDown, on there as well. A lot more hat-eating on that show than this one. Yes, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, a whole bunch of places. Just search Shake Them Ropes, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. And in two weeks... I don't know. Maybe the show ends. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. If this September, let's see. So this is what's happening. This is, uh, I will not be watching the UFC on September 10th. Why not? I'll be in Indianapolis at blink 182. Oh, nice. So I will not be watching. I will probably turn my phone off around seven ish. I don't want, I don't want the mass hysteria of tweets. Cause I know it's going to happen because I get, I get bombarded with tweets and I love it. I get bombarded with tweets, though, anytime there's any type of announcement with CM Punk. CM Punk's yeah. on the poster. CM Punk's date is set. Mickey Gall's the opponent. CM, I, I mean, I've been getting these since 2015, right? And here we are in late 2016 and no CM Punk fight yet. Um, you know, John Jones was pulled the day before the fight. I got plenty of time here for something to happen. It was in a little Punk. bit. It was a, it was a few days. It was one but, day before. Let me ask you, did you Literally get those Blank 182 tickets with your Ticketmaster vouchers? I did. They are the final ones that I got with wow. my Ticketmaster vouchers, yes. 
I love their live album, which I mean, it's a different lineup now, but I love their live album. It was good stuff. Yep. So I'm, uh, I'm doing that September 10th. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, September 11th might be a very dark day. September 11th is fricking, uh, the pay-per-view little backlash action. Uh, so I may not, I, will I show my face for backlash? I don't know. I don't know. So we had the six person tag Bailey and new day versus guns and gallows with doc or with, uh, Dana Brooke thing that, that continues for a little while, Dana Brooks association with them, or do you think it was a one-off? Uh, I, I don't really know, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put it past them. And honestly, I think it's probably better for all involved. I, I think it's better yeah. for guns and gallows to have Dana Brooke with them. And I think it's better for Dana Brooke to be with them too. I think it's better for her than being with Charlotte as a backup to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte I doesn't think need that anymore. She'll get a lot more, I, th- I think she'll improve significantly on the mic with those two, hanging out with them, riding with them. Well, maybe, and, and you know, this is, this is maybe bad... rooming with them at a hotel uh, if Amber Gallows is listening. And they don't have to be all driving together, but at least on screen, I think it's better for her. Um, the, this is... I, think, I think given recent situations, they should absolutely drive together. This is a bad comparison, but Trish Stratus, when she came in, uh, she was with two guys who didn't really, you know, blow you away on screen. So she became the star. Carl Anderson and Dot Gallows, they don't blow you away on the screen. They're perfectly, you know, they're entertaining. They're, they're fun to watch for me, at least in this WWE run. Uh, they come off as really strong guys. They're badasses and whatnot. Dana Brooke is going to be the one that your eyes are drawn to, okay? Now, when Dana Brooke is a second for a female star, your eyes aren't drawn to Dana Brooke. You're drawn to the star. The star is Charlotte. The star is Sasha Banks. Maybe when she was together with Emma and they were more of a tag team than a second, that's a different situation, but that's not what they were doing. I think it's absolutely better for Dana Brooke uh, to be the star of a trio with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I think it's a great comparison, and you, could, you can draw a lot of comparisons to those two sets of trios, uh, trios as well. Yeah. Sami Zayn, Squash, Jinder Mahal, why? <laughs> I don't. I don't get Gender Mahal. I don't know why. I don't understand it. Did they really have to sign him? How about you just book him once a week? You know, come to this town. We'll pay for your flight, and we'll use you maybe sometimes. Right? I mean, I honestly fear yeah. that's what they're doing with the cruiserweights too. I honestly fear that some of these cruiserweight guys aren't getting signed. They're just going to come in every third RAW as an independent booking, basically. Well- Triple H said that they hope to have them under exclusive deals. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. You know, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are already signed. You got some of these guys. Um, Cedric is as good as signed. From Cedric, what I yeah. But a guy like Brian Kendrick. I mean, Brian Kendrick, you think he's going elsewhere right now? Uh, not not away and not he's not the important part of the, the division by any means. Um, remember when there was like a bidding war for, for Shannon Moore's services like 11 years ago? I don't really think there was a bidding war. TNA yeah, won this yeah. war that they tried to pretend was existing. WWE cut him because they didn't no, want no. him anymore. WWE, no, he showed up in TNA. They had him start a thing with AJ Styles. Then WWE immediately snatched him up and did nothing with him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cute. It was cute. Shannon Moore certainly was wasn't cute. cute. Shannon Moore went, he went from three count, adorable little three count, to super goth as if that was going to make him a better, more fascinating character. Still draws his wife, too. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Deplorable. Uh, 
Sheamus versus Cesaro, match two. Sheamus won. I love the finish of this match. These two guys beat the shit out of each other per usual. But the finish, I particularly loved. Cesaro got back body dropped into the ring post, which was a cool-looking spot. Didn't look as cool in slow-mo, but it was a cool-looking spot in real time. Sheamus immediately rolls Cesaro in the ring, applies the cloverleaf finish. I loved it. I love how they did a spot that you don't see all the time, and Sheamus just said, okay, it's time. They finished it. What did you think of the match and the finish? I just, not so much the match. We're going to get seven of these. We know it. Cesaro is now tied 2-2 two to two with Sheamus because, let's be real, Cesaro won the first two, okay? I know they don't count, and maybe they'll play that up at some point. Uh, what I don't want to see happen is Sheamus go up 3-0. The only possible way I would enjoy it if he goes up 3-0, if, he, if he then goes up 4-0 and wins the thing. Just completely annihilate Cesaro. That's fine with me. Cesaro finally had something on the line, and he couldn't get it done. There's a story. Run with it. Um I, I don't want Sheamus to win the third one and then just all of a sudden, oh, now Cesaro has to win four matches. The crowd just won't get into it that much. I really don't think they will. Um, I'm perfectly fine with doing an NBA Finals here. Let Cesaro win one. Let Sheamus win the third. Cesaro wins two. And then at the Night of Champions show, you finally do the seventh one. Clash, I'm fine Clash with that. Champions. I know it's Clash of Champions. Clash I know that. You know that. The, the thing is happening you know, two hours away from each of us. And we're not going because we're idiots. Yeah. And, or we're not idiots. I don't know. If Triple H wrestles the main idiot. event of that show, I will tell you right now, if Triple H wrestles the main event, I'm going. I might go. I don't know. I'm, I'd have to find somebody to fill in for the podcast for me. But I think I'm in a wedding the night before that as well. Live show. Sean Ross Sapp and Rob McCarran live. That would be fun. From the hotel. What would we, what would we do? Have like a, a telephone on us? Like as we're walking out of the arena, yeah, telephone. And walk out of the arena. Sure, we'll start a little bit later. We go to the bar. We have our little phones with Google Hangouts on them, and we we do a podcast from the from the bar. Sure, drinking with Titus Amber, drinking with Amber Gallows, who will okay. not be busy that night because her husband's busy. Titus O'Neil versus Darren Young. Uh, the highlight of this match was it ended even more so. Titus threw Darren into somebody and caused them to destroy a camera. That was cool. Nothing much. Darren Young won, and Titus uh, just attacks him. That's it. Okay, cool. We've got this repeatedly. Stephanie McMahon dresses Paul Heyman down, emasculates him. That's really the story of this. That's it. She, And then Paul Heyman smiled about it. So where do you think this is going? I I mean I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Brock maybe Stephanie brings Brock Lesnar back to beat up Triple H who ruined all her plans for the Universal Championship and now we get McMahon's fighting again. I, I, that's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Woo. Cuz this this whole thing screams that Stephanie is just like she's giving a $500 fine. She's berating a man that she's berated many many times and it's not like Paul Heyman cares to be humiliated in public. Like, all of this screams she's putting on a show to show that she's against what Lesnar did, when in actuality she's perfectly for what Lesnar did, and she'll bring Lesnar back to destroy someone, whether that's Kevin Owens, whether that's Triple H himself. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but this doesn't scream like they're on opposite sides. I think Stephanie McMahon and Heyman and Lesnar are on the same side. 
When you said that the main event was all that was worth talking about, I was like, surely there's something else. No, there is really nothing else. There's nothing. There is literally there. nothing else. We just talked about it. You want to talk about how Nia Jax finally got on the show again after like Speaking three weeks? Of, what friggin' Halloween Express did they have these two jobbers raid to get their outfits? This woman and whoever this little luchador fellow was, Man, yeah, well, they look like they ordered their wrestling outfits off of like novelty stores on Amazon. You know, Kid Mikazi got married. He was uh, he was out of action for a little bit. They had someone new come in, and the the new person tried to steal a job and and went nuts with the costumes. I don't know. Oh, there was a funny penis joke in the first segment. Big cast on Seth Rollins. That's oh, that was cool. Us, that was fun. That's, that's what's going to get us 26,000 viewers is talking about the penis joke at the 40-minute mark. That was a good penis joke. It was a hell of a penis joke. Do you remember the whole thing? I don't. Then it must which, not have been a very good penis. When it comes World. to Seth Rollins. I, I was going to say, most people don't remember the whole thing when it comes to Seth Rollins. Good penis joke. Pretty good. For, for today's 2016 wrestling standards, I would have to say... <laughs> that finally we got a good penis we got joke a good one. on WWE we got a good TV. One. Who do you think came up with that line? Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs? Jimmy Jacobs knows, and Jimmy Jacobs can tell a good penis joke. I've been there. You've been where? At the joke? You've been a part of the joke? You've heard the joke? Maybe all three. You've been the butt of the joke? Maybe all three. In fact, I'm pretty sure all three. Must have been a small joke. You're you're over two now. You realize that, right? People are laughing at you. I stole, not with I you. stole that from somebody on our comment board, actually. So there we go. Probably not where you want to steal these comments from. So a couple of little things. The Bo Dallas thing. Bo Dallas. I got to talk to you about that. Bo Dallas. Yep. Uh, Fightful.com had it up first. Our boy, Stephen Bell, over at the Late Shift, sent us the info. That's <laughs> because you and, never leave Twitter, Sean. That's right. That's right. That's what you got to do. Actually, that's what you got to do. You got to stay on Twitter because that's where the news is breaking. Twitter is the place. To it go. is. It really it is. is. Um, but <laughs> Bo Dallas apparently got drunk and sang the Lion King songs at Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Funny because if he had done this on the air, he'd probably be the most over he's ever been. But that didn't. That isn't what happened. He got drunk before an international flight and got arrested. Uh, Ryan sat in a pro wrestling sheet reporting that uh, Dallas was indeed arrested. And apparently he told the or the airline crew to F themselves. Well, what do you make of this, of Bo Dallas getting sloshed before flying to Mexico and being pulled from the weekend events? My, if you were, if you were just wasted and you broke out into song, I don't think anything from The Lion King is in my top ten of what I would go to. Oh, man. That, that first song where – is it the one where they, they got him up in the air? I can't remember. It's the one – damn it. I No, because I tell you, there are Lion King songs that people tell me are Lion King songs that I don't remember at all. Like, I, I, I know the big ones. I've watched them once and I know them. You know, you know the big ones. Can You Feel the Love Tonight yeah. is one. The Hukuna Matata. You remember the big ones, but there are ones on there that I would Circle of Life? Circle Come of on. Life is a big one. Circle of Life is a big one. Absolutely. Any of the Elton John ones, really. Uh, I just don't know if I'm singing any of those if I go drunk. I'm singing a lot of uh, Eddie Money if I'm drunk. 
Sing along. I'm gonna find the name of the song. Find the name of the song. Just Google. Well, what sort? Ryan Satin says it was Circle of Life. I believe that Steve said it was a different song, though. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got a little pro wrestling sheet fightful of which I am a member. No, no. I I just I thought that Steve said it was a different one, but I can't. I can't even pronounce the lyrics, much less remember. But uh, yeah, Oh Dallas. Also, we had some some Ryback info today. He said that he turned down three years, one point five million. Yeah. If he is to be believed, I don't doubt it. That's a, that sounds like a right well, number for three yeah, years. Yeah, that sounds like a right number. Three years, five hundred thousand for a Ryback sure. guy. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. If he's to be believed, over that three years, he would have spent. One million of that one point five million on taxes and travel. Do you believe that? Uh, taxes would be a big chunk. Yeah, uh, taxes would certainly be um, about that. Uh, I don't believe the travel um, one bit. I know food for him is gonna gonna take up a lot, but travel. I mean, yeah. he's traveling really poorly. If that's what his traveling expenses are, like he's just traveling very very poorly. But he does come out of Las Vegas, right? So I mean, his travel. He drives expenses- his own. He drives on his own too every time. Yeah, his travel expenses will be more than some of the others, but four hundred thousand—that's uh, kind of getting a little bit ridiculous. I mean, you're, you're talking what thirty-five thousand or so a month in traveling? That's absurd. It wouldn't be that. That's the wrong math because it's four hundred thousand over the course of three years, whatever. But uh, still, I mean, even a third of that—ten thousand dollars a month on traveling—is ridiculous. You know, get your sixty-dollar hotel room, Mister Ryback. Come on, there's some tours that you don't have to pay for traveling on. So you cut those out of the year. Uh, you want to rent a car? What do, what are you renting a car for more than 120 bucks for a weekend for? Is what I want to know. Ten thousand dollars a month for traveling? Come on, stop it. He also said that Vince McMahon had promised him to that he would be the top heel in the company and get a title run as well. Your thoughts on that? I believe Vince probably told him he was going to be a big important heel at some point. Um, get the title. What does that matter? Dean Ambrose is the champion right now. Dean Ambrose, by the way, who hasn't lost a singles match in any way, shape, or form in two and a half months, that's incredible enough. Of all the champions they decide to protect, it's Dean frickin' Ambrose. Dolph Ziggler couldn't go two days as the champion without losing a match in some form. And Dean Ambrose, who is currently the WWE linear champion, is not losing a match in any way, shape, or form. No countouts, no DQs, no nothing. It's incredible. Uh, I don't even remember what the original statement was, but whatever it was, I'm saying you're wrong, Sean. You're wrong. One of our mods, King of Indie style, really hates Ryback. I like Ryback. Ryback seems like a like an upscale guy. He seems like a good pal. I mean, Daniel Bryan likes him. If Daniel Bryan likes you, who are we to judge? You know. Uh. Wait, no, King of Indy Style says, I can't wait to hear all the stories about Ryback fighting for the jobbers opening the show to make as much as he would. I think that's that was one of his points. In WWE, in the, in WWE it was, because WWE is the brand that draws. On the indies, it's the talent that draws. So that, it's a yeah, whole different definitely. situation. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, guys, send in your questions. We will answer them. All that fun stuff. You got to check out that CM Punk practice. It's oh. fascinating. Oh, God. I didn't. I didn't record the new CM Punk show this this week. Oh God! Yeah. On that note again, Andy, on the Twitter feed, at Quig, 
calls me out because apparently at some point on the show I said after we talked about how CM Punk is fighting on the 10th and how I may have to eat a hat if he actually fights, that the day after, which happens to be September 11th, might be a dark day. Yeah, that's on me. Oh, God. That's my bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, God. Uh, you know what I meant. Let's get to some of these questions. Let me and that was down. raw, everybody. Somebody says, I sent in my question like 30 minutes ago. You may want to wait until the end of the show. Yeah. Who are these people sending in questions when it's not question and answer time, guys? How, how dare I, they do I love that? it. I'm glad you guys are listening. I'm glad you guys want your questions answered. But you got to be smart about this. you got to think. It, it's the same thing. If, if you were calling into a sports talk show and you know they always take calls at 945, why are you calling in at 915? They ain't answering, and they're going to cut off all the phone lines until 945 when it's actually time to take the calls. You got to be smart about somebody this. Says, you got to play smart. Somebody, we get it. We get it. You somebody gotta, you says, gotta play smart, guys. You got to play smart. Somebody says, did, did Gallows kiss Dana or something? Why did Amber care? I don't know. Because she's a wife in pro wrestling, and she knows what the deal is. Somebody asks, who is Amber Gallows? He pretty much answered it. Uh, she was, or she is, maybe was soon, uh, Luke Gallows' wife who would occasionally accompany them to the ring. She would participate in some matches. I think she was NWA Women's Champion for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, she had a work name for the longest time. It was Amber something. I forget what her, I, I know her Amber, babe. Well, no, but I know her as Amber, Amber Gallows for the last couple of years, so I forget what her actual work name was. Amber O'Neill. Amber O'Neill. She's been wrestling forever. Somebody says, do you think Triple H is going to wrestle more than twice a year? Probably not. I don't know. Hey, I think there's a good shot of it this year. I mean, he's already got the two matches in. No, he has three matches in. He's got three matches in this year, right? WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose, and the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Right? Did he wrestle in Raw at all? I don't think he wrestled somebody, on Somebody says, can you please talk more about the Titus-Darren Young match for tonight? Are you mad at us? Why? Are you mad at the people watching? I never want to talk about that match as long as I live ever again. Who do you guys see winning Battle of Los Angeles? Rob. Oh, I hope it's not Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Cobb, maybe. Um, Adam Cole's not in it anymore because we all knew why. He was going to win the ROH World title, so he couldn't be in the actual tournament. Uh, it's a very interesting question. I don't have a very strong conviction on anyone winning it. Hell of a field this year. For those of you who... It's a great field. It's unpredictable. I'm not saying it's bad and there's no one worthy of it. It's just a crazy who can possibly win it. I'm going to go on the outpick and say Jeff Cobb. I think think, uh, Super Dragon makes Jeff Cobb their superstar for the next year by winning this tournament. For those of you who don't know, uh, Cody Rhodes, Kamatachi, Jeff Cobb, who plays Matanza in Lucha Underground, Mark Haskins, Dalton Castle... Uh, Sammy Callahan, Pete Dunn. I don't think I know him. Tommy Pete End. Dunn. I don't. One half of Death by Elbow, tag team with Chris Jarrett. Uh, oh, Chris yeah. Jarrett. Yes, yes, sorry. Don't know why I slipped there. Uh, Cedric Alexander, John Hennigan, better known as John Morrison, Jack Gallagher, Chris Hero, Mark Andrews, Ricochet, also known as Prince Puma, Marty Skrull, Matt Seidel. Kyle O'Reilly, Phoenix, Matt Riddle, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, Pentagon Jr., and Jushin Thunder Liger. That is a crazy field. Pentagon Jr. 
is a is a dark horse to win that one too. Pentagon Jr. I don't think it's going to yeah. be any of the guys. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be any of the guys who were tied to the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, just on the off chance that they decide to go to WWE, I don't think it's going to be Marty Skrull with his ROH deal. Um, Somebody says that's JT Dunn. Uh, Pete is a British cruiserweight. It is JT Dunn. I just tried to gotcha, and I got myself. Yeah. It's going to say, yeah, I don't know who Pete Dunn is. Yeah. I did it, Shay. I did it. I was somebody, says, that, Shay. Yeah. somebody says Triple H wrestled Dolph Ziggler on Raw. Did he wrestle Dolph Ziggler on Raw? I, I was almost positive he had a Raw match, but I couldn't remember who, and it must have been Dolph Ziggler. Almost. That's four matches this year, guys. Four. You're saying you won't even wrestle two? He's wrestled double that already. This guy's a superstar workout rate, work rate machine, this Triple H, this Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. Somebody says, what was the big news that Jeff and Sean teased last week? Well, it didn't happen, which is a good thing. You teased big news. Oh, that was supposed to drop. Ooh, somebody says. <laughs> it was never going to drop, by the way. I know what you guys are talking about. It was yes. never happening. That is one of those rumors that just went way overboard. So I just sat on the sidelines. I sat on the sidelines for it. Sometimes I'll call Trevor out. Really? I will call him out when he's completely wrong on stuff. I sat that one out because I knew it was going to blow up in his face and blow up in everyone's face. And now he'll tweet out saying, I never said anything was going to happen. Yeah, okay, buddy. Well, I am completely thrilled that it didn't happen because my week was not as hectic last week. Or maybe it was just me and Jeff predicting that Bo Dallas would get super drunk at an airport. I like Trevor, by the way. He's fine. Somebody, I do too. Uh, somebody says, who is your dark horse candidate for a wellness suspension? Well, it ain't Becky Lynch, that's for sure. Why is that? Because. Because I said so. Um, dark horse candidate, what are we doing now? We're predicting who might she get. She gets that MMA training from Luke Sanders. We get, we might, we're guessing who might get suspended now. Is that a, is that a game we're playing? You know who I think the next WWE wrestler to get a suspension for? For something medical, CM Punk. What's that? <laughs> Somebody says, make Matt Riddle the fightful-sponsored athlete like you porn-sponsored Joey Ryan. I would like to do that. He's up, Maybe we can make that he's up for it, too. I mean, throw away one of those $15 Papa Hale shirts and get him something worthwhile. <gasps> I didn't mean Perhaps that. Perhaps we can do that. That I would be... Mean, I didn't mean that. Papa Hale's is the nice one. I like him. When would be the best time for a Jericho and Owens program? Right away or right down the road? That's that's another thing. Where does Chris Jericho go from here? They had that association, and well, now Jericho is jobbing around with Neville, just goofing around in the opening match. Because they don't have anything to do with Neville. Um, I, I'm convinced they're going to include at least him with the Cruiserweights because they're not just going to bring in a bunch of guys from the Cruiserweight Classic who no one on Raw has seen before and make them the full division. You're going to have to throw some WWE talents with them. You're going to have to throw Neville with them. Probably not Sami Zayn at this point. I've given up on that, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. In fact, you know, I've been calling it. Why change the weight if you weren't going to put him in the division? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chris Jericho, maybe he does go with Kevin Owens. Like, I I brought you to this level, right? Wouldn't that be a Chris Jericho gimmick? He tags with him two times and then takes credit for bringing Kevin Owens to that level. But you can't main event a pay-per-view with Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. I just don't believe you can. Even though it's a brand-split pay-per-view for a Clash of Champions show, I don't think that could be the last match. If they do go that route, almost positive Triple H versus Seth is going to be the main event of Clash of Champions if that happens. But that's not for a championship. So many questions. 
So many questions, Sean. Did you watch AAA last night? AAA no, game? why would I? I, I, I did, I didn't busy either. as it is. I can't do anything right now. I can barely watch Raw. Like, I'm going to give a flying hell I, about I AAA. I refuse to give them any of my tax-deductible dollars. I've already I've already shot on the last... family. I've already shot on Trevor. I've already shot on the Shreds rumors. I can't be act. – I'm too tired to even understand who I'm shooting on. And none of the people listening to this, by the way, know anything that we're talking about or these people. Which is kind of exactly. the point. So stop doing it. Stop bringing it up. I know. Stop bringing it up. Hi. Yeah, I'm not giving. I'm not giving AAA any of my money after <laughs> last year's Triple Mania debacle. That was a disaster last year. I know exactly what you're talking about last year, and it sounds like there were some signs that it might be a disaster this year too. At least during the show with the commentary and whatnot. Uh, I hear it didn't go as badly as last year's show. Oh, it couldn't. It couldn't have. Yeah. I hear it didn't go as badly. Matt Stryker could have took a dump in the middle of the ring this year, and it would have been a better show than what they gave last year. Who was it? Uh, Los Vianos versus Psycho Circus last year. <laughs> Worst match I think I've ever seen. I think that's who it was. AAA needed more Weezer. They did. They did. Yeah, the VMAs were better than last year's Triple Mania, and the VMAs this year were bad. They were really bad. I didn't watch all of them. I honestly, I was tweeting so, about it as if I watched it. I really didn't watch much of it. Goldberg and WWE are playing footsie again. I'm sick of this shit. Well, I mean, he's going to show up for something. He just does. I'm Sting sure. did. WWE 2K gets him in. They reel him it back is. into the game. Then they then got WWE Savage in the Hall of Fame, didn't it? I mean, not so much Savage. No, that that wasn't the same situation. Sting was the same situation. Ultimate Warrior was the same situation. WWE 2K was was going to put Randy Savage in the game. R- Randy Savage was in a game before. He was in the Brock Lesnar, right? What are you talking Brock about Brock Lesnar for? Brock Lesnar. What about they him? Put him in the, they put him in the game when he was in the UFC, and then he came back like a few months later. I'm telling you, this 2K thing, man, now Goldberg's it's, the guy. It's the real deal. Who's the guy next year? Who is the uh, who's the big talent next year that they can go get for the game as we're only nine, what, uh, 11 months away from that? Who's the big talent? That they can get next CP year. CP Monk. I don't know. It kind of CM Punk might actually be a top three candidate to be coming back to WWE for the game next year, wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't know who else you're gonna do unless you make like I don't know. Owen Hart. No, I, no, no, no. Have we? Have they done Bret Hart yet? Have they done? Bret oh, Hart? of course. He's in every game. You don't remember okay. him bitching about Triple H's rating being higher than his? No cried like a baby about it. I'm just trying it. to Jesus. think of who they don't have right now. Um, Hogan? Either way, I'm sick, I'm sick of the Goldberg stuff. He, he, okay. does, he does his thing at the SummerSlam week where he, he challenges everybody. Then when he doesn't show up at SummerSlam, he says, let the young guys do it. It's like, okay, then, then shut the hell up. Cut uh, it out. I don't blame Goldberg. He's having fun. Now, what's yeah, sure. Goldberg? Do it. But what's I mean, Goldberg? he... If he, if, he, if he shows up and doesn't put anybody over, that's a big, big problem. Hey, if he shows up and doesn't put anyone over, that's WWE's fault. It's not his, right? Yeah, it is. It's WWE's fault. Absolutely. Yeah. Stone Cold's new uh, season of Broken Skull Challenge starts filming today. Are you going to watch that, Rob? Nope. Why not? Sure not. I don't. Because I don't want to. There's a lady I know that was on it. A Broken Skull Challenge? Yeah, she Does did really well. out there watch that show? We're like, really? She has she did she beat the Skullbuster and she has a brother 
who looks and sounds exactly like Matthew McConaughey and is an undefeated <laughs> MMA pro fighter. And I'm like, I might, can you share the genetics? I might please? watch that. I, I mean, if there's a Matthew McConaughey sound alike, I might watch it for that reason, maybe. I'll, I'll send you a link to this guy. Okay. He's, he's fantastic. Okay. Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton rematch set for a house show the night before Clash of Champions. What the hell are they doing? I think they want people in the building and for it to be a big weekend as they announced the Rumble for 2017 in Chicago. Interesting. If it's in Chicago, I'll probably go. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, I think they want a big crowd. I want the, I think they want to have the hype for the ticket sales uh, as they would probably go on pre-sale shortly after for the initial people who were at that show. Um, I, I think they want to build up hype for the Rumble announcement. That's what I, I believe is going to happen. Um, otherwise, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And honestly, it may not actually happen. People were asking when this came out, why would they do this? Is it going to be a network special? Remember, Clash of Champions is the, is the next very night. next night. The very, very, very next night, which is a Raw show. I don't believe they're going to have two Raw shows on network special Saturday and Sunday. Not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Somebody says this podcast needs to include 777. I think I've tried before. She didn't want to do it. If you guys actually sponsor Riddle, remember I came up with the idea and send me a free Riddle Fightful shirt. I think – I can't say for certain, but I think we do have Fightful shirts in the pipeline somewhere, somehow. It's going to be down the line. We do start marketing, I think, this week, though. we got to sure up a couple of things. Somebody says, what do you think of how WWE is handling Bailey's intro to Raw? Too cartoony or is that the point? And do you see Nia Jax getting a real program with the title? I don't have a problem with Bailey's stuff so far. Your thoughts, Rob? I like Bailey. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just a weird spot for her right now, right? Because we got Sasha Banks who's hurt. Do you put her right in the title program with Charlotte? It goes against everything the Bailey character is about. And I don't it think goes that's against what's... what she said that she wanted a few weeks ago. Yes, uh, there's there's questions with the women's division on both sides, my friend. There's questions with a lot. I, it, it's an, it is an interesting time in WWE because we got Kevin Owens elevated. We got AJ Styles cleanly beating John Cena. We got a lot of cool things to watch for, but there's also some weird stuff. Like it is as surreal as this year's been. It's also been equally as weird. And those are two, those are Rumble, two different things, by the way. Surreal. Somebody says the Rumble is in L.A. No, it is not. Nope, it is not it is Los not. Angeles, friends, and it never was. Nope, that was a, a fake report, you guys, as our friend Trina found on Twitter found out as she booked a trip yeah, and, to L.A. Right, and I don't know if it's going to be in Chicago. I'm, I'm not reporting that it will be in Chicago. I think the only reason this kind of makes sense is to do it. Maybe Brock Lesnar is going to be in Chicago for something else, and they said, hey, he's in town. Let's book him for the show. I don't know. But I think they're going to have something going on. Chicago is certainly a big enough city to hold a Royal Rumble, right? I mean, that could be a big deal. Uh, and I, it's right around this time, usually, where they make an announcement about the city for the Royal Rumble and start the first wave of pre-orders. So putting all this stuff together, the timing makes sense that it could be a Rumble announcement. So that's what I'm going with. Guys, if you haven't visited Fightful, Fightful.com, go do it. Share the page, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, all that stuff. Uh, your support really helps us out. Registering for the site really helps us out. We are adding more and more to our forums. Uh, we're, we do podcasts Monday, myself and Rob after Raw. Tuesday with Jeff Hawkins after SmackDown. Wednesday evenings with Showdown Joe. We talk a lot of MMA and some pro wrestling. Thursday afternoons, 
hopefully have an announcement for a guest soon. Still some things to work out. Maybe, maybe not. Friday afternoon is when Vince Russo and I do our podcast, get all the week's news, rumors, things of that nature. Also, after UFC shows and WWE shows, we do podcasts as well. Sometimes with Alex Palowski. After UFC shows, it's with Showdown Joe. This Saturday, I will not be doing a show. We, I think we're waiting till Monday, maybe Tuesday, because I'm getting married Sunday. So that's something cool. So, hey, if you guys just want to, if I want to, I mentioned earlier, maybe I should start an Amazon wish list or a GoFundMe or something like that. Because, I mean, it's not enough for me to take everybody's money when we play Draft Beast in a few weeks when football season starts. I just want you to shower me with gifts, you guys. Go go start a Patreon. After you start the Patreon, cut your output to one hour per week on Thursdays and then beg everyone to give you more money or else you're not going to do shows anymore. <laughs> you know, it's funny because that person used to be like the landmark of like, you know, if I made that much money doing what I do, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, that that fucking I'm definitely doing better definitely doing better I gotta get off of the show or else my tired ass is just gonna alienate every single person alive well I guess that's it then Rob says that's it you guys party's (laughs) over Rob screwed it up for everybody let's just all give it up hang it up donate to the Patreon Rob it's my birthday right now it's your birthday right now right now your birthday's today you didn't even remember August 30th 30? Yeah, Rob. Thanks for remembering. Your birthday? People people in the chat remembered. You didn't remember. What are you like 24? How old is yeah. you? I'm 31. Are you older than me? Am I older than you? Are you actually older than me? Look, look at all this hair though. Look at all this hair. <laughs> you don't know what I got under here. Uh, oh, I guess you could rewind to the start of the show and you would. You're older than me. Oh, that's interesting. That makes me feel better. Oh, Let's go for said, another two hours. No. Well, as we close, somebody did bring up something very important. Somebody says, please give a, le- a mention to the legendary Mr. Fuji. Can't believe I forgot about that. Sean and Rob, what was his greatest achievement? Yokozuna or Demolition? Neither. He was a five-time tag champion on his own. One of the longest reigning as well. I think he combined, held that incarnation of the tag titles longer than anybody else. Rob, your memories of Mr. Fuji before we go. Hidden character in WCW NWA Revenge. And he sued the shit out of him for it. And won. Well, he got a settlement out of it. There you go. Mr. Fuji. Good for him. Uh, cooked a man's dog once. Too much dog cooking in WWE history, really. I think, they, that's, I think that's what that was based off of. I think can, that was like... They can make a network collection of all the dog cooking. They could. Someone will watch it, too. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Fightful.com, the place to be. MMA, wrestling, boxing, all of that stuff. Share it. Let people know about it. We have full updates on everything. Live coverage of every show. Live viewing parties of every show. Subscribe to our YouTube right down there if you're watching. Also, if you want to listen to the podcast instead, (gasps) we do have a – what? People in the Twitter machine. Kurt Angle as the WWE 2K person next year. (gasps) Ah, there you go. Go. They bought another year. They did. They did. Kurt Angle. Yeah, he did. He did. Quote unquote. Bury the hatchet. Wait. 
Good one, Shannon the, Blake the and, and JC Nola. I tell you what, the reaction on Raw when that music hits for the reveal. Woo. I had somebody call me the obviously you are the dumbest F with a bunch of stars jerk online. Two different words. That's cool. Happy birthday to me. Guys, Fightful.com, place to be. Thank you so much for the support, you guys. Hit the red X. Just hit the red X already. So have we talked about the Colin Kaepernick thing? I'm straight Rob? up just going to leave. I'm straight up just going to leave. Later, guys. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride purpose they stitch people together if all that sounds good to you visit american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use code staple 20 at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com with promo code staple 20